Hi there, this is Daniel Eccles, and you're listening to the Learn Opportunity Podcast. We're here to help you get unstuck and start creating your future. I had a client for my career consulting business that felt stuck. He was feeling like he didn't have much opportunity to start creating his future. What he said to me was that he fell into the job that he was in. And I challenged that thought and I said, you didn't fall into where you are. You did repeatable actions that you can apply to a new goal that will help you create your future and create opportunities. You didn't just end up where you are. You did things that helped you to get where you are right now. And so that is what this podcast is about. Join us as we listen to subject matter experts share how they have created opportunities in their own personal and professional lives, how they've gotten unstuck and started creating their own future. These podcast episodes focus on giving you resources and tools so that you can apply best practices, repeatable actions to your own life goals so that you can start learning how to create opportunity in your personal and professional life. So join us. We're ready. Let's get started and start applying opportunity, creating best practices to our lives. Thanks for listening to the Learned Opportunity Podcast. Juanita Mulano Para is a life and leadership coach at her coaching organization called Jump Coaching. And she is talking to us today about reclaiming agency over your life. And this is something that is really easy for us to forget that we have agency over the things that we do. A lot of times we react to the things that are happening to us in life instead of choosing to respond based off of the feeling and the the knowledge that we do have some control and some ability to make a difference in our own life. We are at the mercy of just waiting on other people or other events or outside sources to affect change in our life or to bring opportunities. We have agency over our own lives in order to do that. But Juanita makes a clear distinction, something that's really important is that just because we have agency over our own life doesn't mean that we have to go it alone. That agency does not mean solitude. Agency does not mean being a lone wolf or somebody that has to do everything yourself. You have agency to be able to affect change in your own life, but it's important to do that within community. And real opportunity comes from a mixture of both the community aspects and your own self agency. So Juanita is going to give us a little bit of life and leadership coaching in our conversation. So let's take a listen right now. Well, hey, Juanita, it is good to have you on the Learned Opportunity Podcast. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. Well, I told the listeners a little bit about you, but I always ask my guests what is actually important for listeners to know about you. I always start by saying I'm Colombian. That's a really big part of my identity, I would say. So I'm originally from Colombia, born and raised in Bogota. I've been living in the U.S. for almost a decade. Half of the time was in New York. Now I've been in Indianapolis for, I guess, the other half time, five years plus. I work as a life and leadership coach. 
I'm an entrepreneur, which I always find a little funny because it took me a while to kind of own and say I'm an entrepreneur. For the first couple of years, I was like, no, no, I, I do coaching and on my own and full time. But actually, like saying I am an entrepreneur was hard. So still, still kind of like adjusting in that <laughs> piece of clothing. What, is um, there something about being an entrepreneur, like that title that feels dirty or gross or something or what? No, no. Oh, that's so interesting. No, no, no. It was more, it was actually the opposite. It was like more like I couldn't fit that clothes. It was like, mm. I, and I think this happens often where like we have notions of what a word or a title means. And so for me, an entrepreneur, one, first of all, I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. I thought I was going to be in corporate forever, mm. like just in a structure, doing the thing. Like I liked corporate when I was in it. So like, I just, I, I just never thought of myself as an entrepreneur. So that was one. And then the other thing is that like, I always thought of entrepreneurs as like unicorn entrepreneurs and the people that are have uh -huh. this crazy ideas and this huge businesses and get all this money yes. and funding. And then they sell, you know, like just that uh, Silicon Valley type of venture thing. firms, capitalist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. All of that. And so I think it took me a while to be like, oh, that's a type of entrepreneur, but there's a gazillion others and I am one of those. Mm. And so I think that the combination of those two things that it was not something I had planned for or I ever thought myself of. And then two, like the ideas I had of what an entrepreneur was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, yeah. what a a different place that you are currently right now in Indianapolis. You're saying Bogota mm -hmm. and New York City, two major metropolitan areas, right? And then welcome to Podunk Hoosier Land. Walk us through how you have come from where you were to where you are now. I was thinking of both like where I was and where I am kind of geographically and mm. kind of like my path from Bogota to New York to here. But then at the same time, thinking about it, and I'm, I'm going to say kind of like in line with the podcast, right? Like in terms of the opportunities and the places I am, not necessarily geographically, but like professional, well-being wise, emotionally, spiritually, like all of those things. Just mm -hmm. Well, it's holistic here, it's for sure. Long. I mean, it goes together, yeah. both the geography changes and the life changes that kind of come along with it. Yeah. Totally. So I... Originally, so I went from Bogota to New York to go to business school. So I went to business school at NYU. I went to Stern. That for me was a dream come true. I always dreamed of going to New York or leaving there. I worked most of my early career and everything that was like college and, and, and all of that. I worked to get my MBA in the U.S., because that was the next step. Like that was what I was supposed to do. And so in many ways, going to Stern was kind of the culmination of, of all of that. And so that got me in the U.S. at that point. Once I got there, I it was a harsh realization, kind of like a harsh facing the world of I worked all this time for this, but I don't know what to do now. Huh. 
And so here I am. And like for people that are, that was my Alexa notification for people that are, that have been into graduate school or, or, or really any type of like, I'm going to say like formal education, mm. you're in it. And most of us went in it for it. Not as many of us went in it for what was next yeah or really thinking about like the like what was this for how this this how, what was this as a piece of like my life puzzle mm. and so mm. those two years were awesome in many ways like absolutely fantastic Met my best friends met my partner now husband which is what got me to indy and all of that but they were really hard in that i was recruiting i was figuring out like what to do, what role to take, uh, where to find a job, yeah. all of this also in the middle of like being an international student, so figuring out like someone that sponsors a visa and figuring out all of these things, but without my own kind of north, because mm. I didn't know what to do. Like, like I mean, I've always done finance, but should I do the same? I said I wanted to do social enterprise, but that's kind of tricky because nobody will sponsor my visa. But everybody's doing consulting and that seems like a great option and mm. like is it really and just going through all of that was was rough I ended up doing very similar to what I was doing before corporate finance finance planning I started working in tech I worked at a subsidiary of Amazon at that point I was there for two years so kind of continued in a very traditional path but now in the U.S. I got sponsored so I was able to stay here which was fantastic and then two years later my company got shut down mm. and it was one of those like serendipitous moments where nine months before my partner had moved back to Indy and so I was like well I'll move there maybe in a year maybe in two years who knows two months later our lease in New York was due and so it was like well if my company's shutting down shouldn't I just go now and so I ended up moving to India at that point. This was summer of 2018. Mm. Is that true? 2017. Wow. It was summer of 2017. Moved to India. I started looking for a job here. The first six to nine months were miserable. Absolutely miserable. And looking back, it was miserable because I was trying really hard to make it work and to make it look good. Mm. And so my friends and people were asked like, no, like, how are things? And how are you liking India? And I'm like, great. It's good. It's good. I have laundry in my apartment. I have a dishwasher. It's great. It's, it's great. It's great. And it's like, it's great. It's not great. But it's too great. Six to nine months of that like fake positive, mm. fake great for me to realize it wasn't great. And I really didn't like it. And it wasn't until that happened. And I was like, literally said to my partner, like, I do not like living in Indy. That, I mean, one that I started to kind of like feel again and like be more at peace and be more like, okay, I can breathe. But also at that moment is when I actually, in a way, not just gave Indy, but gave myself the opportunity to maybe even like it here. Mm. 
And fast forward, I mean, it's been five years, but I can tell you, I love living in Indy. Like, I really love living in Indy more than my partner, for sure. And he would say the same. Like, I created my community here. We have a house here. We have our cats. Still have laundry, and that's still fantastic. <laughs> but, like, it, it, it wasn't predictable that that was going to happen. But I was like, I allowed it and created it, mm. which... Mm. Okay, I give myself, I'm patting myself in the back. Like, that was good. So you were saying that you had a hard time after NYU because you didn't have a North Star or something in which mm-hmm. to focus on. I mean, grad school is, you're just trying to get through grad school. You're trying to survive right. and get it done. And afterwards, it can be really discombobulating, confusing, that transition time, a liminal space if you will. How did you go about finding a new North Star, a new something to focus on? What resources or best practices would you say that you you discovered along the way? To be honest, during my time, I don't know if I did. Mm. And so I, because I ended up, I didn't, I didn't. I did in the sense that like what was rougher for me was like business school itself the recruiting process throughout because mm. it was like you need to make a choice you need to meet all these people you need to do all this networking also like recruiting in a very different way than I would have done it in Colombia so like that's a whole new animal and and, and doing that and not having a north that was hard mm. and so the north that I set for myself at that point was very practical in terms of it wasn't about like a big vision for my life maybe it was but like it I think it wasn't like as deep or centered or connected mm-hmm. to myself as I would want to have it now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it was very much like my choice at that point was that I wanted to stay in the U.S. that was it yeah like I wanted to stay in the U.S. and that was my north and so I, that's why I say like I did in that sense and like that's what I focused on and I leverage what I knew how to do like I've been always been good at finance at processes and systems did the recruiting and things that I kind of already knew but maybe at a different level and that allowed me to get those opportunities and those jobs I got my job I interviewed for my job the day of my graduation which (laughs) was terrifying yeah And I ended up having a great job. I love I loved the job that I had. My boss was awesome. She was from Venezuela. She still is Venezuelan. That was super fun. It was really great. But my only north at that point was like, I want to stay in the US. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the following two years were kind of like surfing in that. And like, I have a job. I live in New York. You know, like living the life. And it wasn't until I moved to India. And I think that's also why moving to India was hard. We're kind of like the the... The boat was rocked in terms of like, okay, like, what do you want to do now? Yeah. Because now you get to choose again. Mm. You know, we might want those North Stars or our sense of direction to be based off of these big dreams or values, mm-hmm. but it is 
just as acceptable that it is based off of a location or even sometimes like salary or other things like that. It doesn't have to be an opportunity for somebody else. It it can be whatever the opportunity is for you. So I I think that that is a perfect example of finding opportunity and best practices is you were assessing, well, what is the most important to me in this stage is just staying, wanting to be in New York, wanting to be in the United States still and going based off of that instead of maybe going based off of something that other people might care about at that time. And and you didn't necessarily, that wouldn't have been an opportunity for you. So in those times of moving to from graduate school and then moving to Indianapolis, was there any time during that that you felt particularly stuck? And if so, what helped you start creating new opportunities and getting unstuck in that time? Being new in a city, I hadn't entirely experienced that before because like I said, in New York, I went for business school. So there was a kind of like a community set up mm. for you. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, th- there wasn't. And I-, I really did feel not just stuck, but alone. Mm. And kind of like, like an outsider. Mm. And so I think a couple things happen. Or like, there's a couple things that I remember some, I don't like, yeah, some more replicable than others, I will say. But like one thing I remember very clearly was there was this, I think it was a diversity in tech event, something like that. And it was an event. It was, we, we were leaving downtown it was there. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll go. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I'm not sure. No, like kind of sulking. And my husband literally drove me there. <laughs> He's like, no, you're going. Like, let's go. You're going. Let's go. You're going. Let's go. You're going. And I was like, oh, but I don't have a ticket. He's like, let's go. You're going. He drove me there. He dropped me off there. And I just got off and I get in. I'm like, oh, I don't have a ticket. Da, da, da. But I had to be forced there in a way because I was just kind of like, you know, when you're stuck, or, or at least for me, when I'm stuck, it's like, it feels like quicksand. Mm. And you just, keep sinking more and more and more and more. And I actually need someone to kind of like throw me a rope to be able to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what that was. And I went and it was fantastic. It was the first time at that point I had been in India a few months or a couple of months. It was the first time that I was in this space where I saw more people that looked different, Mm. more people that maybe some of them looked like me there happened to be a Colombian guy in one of the panels and I knew it because of his name and his accent and looked like just, and it was the first Colombian that I saw in India since I moved. And so it was just this sense of like, Oh, okay. There's other people. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I can go out. Oh, okay. Like there are spaces. And so I think that was one, like just having like, I mean, I'm grateful to my husband for many things, but like, that's one of the big things I'm, I'm grateful. Like he threw me that rope and like, Hey, like you're going from there. The other thing that I, what happened next was that I just started to look for events. And so there isn't such a thing. Like people are not going to come to your house. Like, Hey, do you want to be friends? Like, Hey, do you want to meet people? Like, Hey, no, like that's not like you actually like, I think it was like an awakening of like, I create my own life. 
Mm-hmm. I create my own opportunities. And yes, there are opportunities that come, but like if I'm locked in my house, doesn't matter how many come, like I, 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 I can't actually take advantage of them. And so being more of an agent, having like, that, that's the word, like just reclaiming my agency over my own life. And so I started looking up for events and I realized that a lot of events happen at co-working places. So I would like follow all the co-working places in, on social media. I would like just go through Eventbrite and register for everything and anything. And that's how I started actually getting out there and meeting people. And that got me unstuck, not just in terms of like socially, emotionally of being able to like connect with others. But I feel that in the moment it didn't, I don't think I could connect it to that that quickly. But I, looking back, that connected me to a lot of opportunities professionally that I would leverage afterwards when I became an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, I was still working in corporate. When I moved to India, I started working. I worked at Genesis here. And so like I was still doing corporate finance. But I, in a way, planted the seeds for the relationships that I am, like, in now and that are helping me so much now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The word that stood out to me was agency. Yeah. That's that's hard to remember that we do have agency on a lot of this if you want to make friends you can <laughs> but it's yeah. taking the initiative and and taking the the next steps and that can be really hard and i'm so thankful for your your partner that and also other community that pushed you out the door and, and reminded you, I guess, of that agency. So I hope listeners, you are reminded of your own agency for whatever it is that you're feeling stuck. There are ways out. There are things that you can do. But first, it, it's taking some encouragement and then reflecting on what are the things that I'm needing to have a little bit more agency on myself. Well, one thing that I one thing that I wanted to out there too was like, you're not alone. And you don't have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. Like, Cause I think for me, I often collapse agency and doing it alone. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's like, right. Like yeah. I have agency. I can do this. Da, da, da. So I will do this. And like, <laughs> you know, like that, like, and, and no, I mean, no, not exactly the same. And I'm reminded of that constantly because right. Like I, my partner driving me like that was a big thing and that was somebody else that mm. was there to support me mm-hmm. as i started going out there's this there was this one i mean i started meeting people that were kind of welcoming me too mm. like that woman i met at this uh, ladies and sass event that she would tell me about like oh you should also go to linking in the woman have you heard of this and have you heard of that and so i go there and like I didn't have to do it alone in the sense that like, as I put myself out there, as I started to make choices, then things, people, places started to come up too. Yeah. And so I I, I want people to also to be present to that because there is, 
it's both. It's a yes and. Yes, that's a great clarification. Just because you have agency doesn't mean that you are a rugged individualist who has to go solo on on every task. You have a community and people around you and you really a lot of that agency is just accepting the generosity of others, accepting the help. Yes, yes, a hundred, a hundred times. Yes, like I think just being open, open to receiving is a big deal. Yeah, that's hard to do for a lot of people, though. Too it is yeah. it, uh, receiving those opportunities. Well, what opportunities have you found based off of things that you're learning right now? What are, what are some things you're learning about? Things that I'm learning about, I like so. I always try and have like something, I'm going to say quote unquote serious, like (laughs) important, relevant to learn about, and then like random things to learn about. So my random thing right now is minimalism. Okay. Oh yeah. I got on a minimalism kick. Yeah. (laughs) My sister got me into it. She got me, it's a YouTube account. It's called Pick Up Lines. I'm totally obsessed with this woman now. Oh, my wife loves Pick Up Limes. Really good recipes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The best. The recipes, they have all this minimalism videos. And I, I mean, so I was always like, I'm, I can't do minimalism. Like, I have a lot of clothing. A lot. And I don't plan on getting rid of it. Like, just no. And so it always felt, again, you know, like going back to the beginning, like those ideas we have are certain words, like, I could never be a minimalist. Mm. And then watching her videos and like all these things, I'm like, oh, it's not like, it's not about that. I don't have to get rid of all my clothes because also I don't want to, because actually my clothes make me really happy. I don't have a bunch of clothes standing in the closet that I never wear. Like I love all of my clothes. And so it's different, right? Like more of a mindset, more of like, this isn't just about your clothes, it's about your house, this is a way of living. And she has this whole thing about like, organizing and cleaning up for people that don't like to like me with like that touch of like minimalism mindset I, I I'm just like totally loving it so I'm doing a 30 day of minimalism I started on Saturday and yeah if anybody wants to look it up on pickup line she has the video and there's like I guess a worksheet so like what checklist. since it's 30 days like what what kind of things are you doing today like so each day is a different area. So for example, like the first day was bags, purses, and wallets. Second day was clothes, which I decided to put at the end because we already established that. Today is shoes, which I'm totally cool doing. So I'm doing shoes. Then there's like pantry, a different day, like stationery and office. Mm-hmm. So like little by little, which I think is so helpful because the way that I would do it is like do it all at once get totally overwhelmed Mm. go insane then start like being super hard on myself because i couldn't do it whereas this is like oh bite size okay i can do this like i can give this a try and i'm applying that to the way that i that i run my life i'm gonna say like my business my the platforms that i use the Mm. email cleaning up my email like simplifying the things that i use for my business because i really so I guess I think it's more like the quote unquote serious side of the things that I'm learning. It's like I like things to be perfect <laughs> and be as good as they can be and just like all the 
things and whistles of like the platforms and use everything and everything will work perfectly. But that takes a lot of work. Yeah. And so I'm taking that minimalist approach to my systems and be like, hey, like I may not use ClickUp, which I think is fantastic and so customizable and it like just can be the bomb, but it'll take a while for me to set up. I'm just going to go with Trello, email and Mixmax for my calendar. And that's it. Like, that's it. I can, I can, I can work like that. Mm. It's enough that it allows me to work. It's not too much that it has me overwhelmed because I haven't set it up. And I'll shift when I need to. But just really learning what works best for me, for the way that I work and for what I need right now. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I can evolve and I can grow and change. And when I can get more support, then I'll have someone set up my click up for me, right? Like figuring those things out in, in different realms. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I got into the whole minimalism kick and it does go into different areas of your life, uh, not just your your house or other things. And there's a whole digital minimalism movement as well and setting your phone to like black and white and gray tones instead of colors because it's less addicting or other things like that. It's really interesting. And it's funny, these seemingly silly things that we're learning actually help us a lot in other areas of our personal and professional life. So that's cool. Thank you. Yeah. So really enjoying that. And then being an like Stern alum, alumna, alum, we get to audit classes every semester. Mm. And so this semester I'm auditing a class, one of the classes I really wish I had taken when I was there, but this is an advanced strategy class. So I actually have that tonight. Oh, awesome. I'm excited about it. I love, I, I really enjoy going to class and like, I enjoy learning. So I'm excited about yeah. this. I just what a cool thing week. that you can you can audit just about any of those things. That that's really yeah. that's really neat. Well, before wrapping up, that I wanted to kind of get some clarification on this for, for listeners that might have heard this at the beginning, that you're a life and leadership coach. And I think that that just title of coach, we've talked about this before over coffee. It's interesting, like what a coach actually is compared to what people might think a coach is. So since you're a life and leadership coach, does that mean that you have it all figured out or, and you'll give me a lot of advice or or just tell me a little bit about how you have it all together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish, I really wish. Well, I, it's funny, I was reading Yesterday, I found the letter I wrote to myself last year to mm. read around this time, and I forgot about it. And I bring it up because it's funny, it's something you just said, where like, I think more and more I'm learning for myself and for the work that I do with others, that it's, and we hear this a lot, but it's the journey and not the destination. Mm. And so having it all figure out, it's like perfection. I like it's one of those it's like balance it's a non-realistic thing it's a photo and we are all a movie right like things shift and things change and life happens and we have highs and we have lows and so really a lot of what I work on with with people is yes setting goals and creating beautiful visions of their lives, Mm. getting super clear on what's important to them setting great foundations so that they can build those beautiful visions on. And that's a big part of it. 
And along the way, what they end up discovering and becoming more aware of is how to navigate their lives in general. And not because of what I tell them, like, hey, you should do this or you should do that or you should take this job or you should, I don't know, present yourself this way or anything like that, because that's totally pointless. I mean, in this in this context, but more because they learn things about themselves and they learn they they learn things about how they operate best. They learn about what they need to face challenges. And that they can take to their life, their leadership, their business mm. there and going forward. Mm. And so, so much of what I do is really being, there's this word that doesn't exist in English, but in Spanish, it's like acompañamiento. And it's like when you can like accompany someone, like mm. I'm not doing things for them. I'm not telling them what to do, but I'm accompanying them along the way, asking questions, reflecting things encouraging supporting but also reflecting the things that that I hear even when they're hard and staying with them it's not like hey this is what I see and then good luck bye but actually staying with them as they figure it out Mm, that's cool yeah that's really a a neat way of putting that it's more about the formation of who we are as a person and less about result it's so much about like the awareness mm. I think even more than like I, I, I would use all of that word like the awareness the inquiry of of who we already are mm. but many of us have forgotten mm. and so that can like rediscovery of who we are and then from there like you create the results but you don't create them from a place of I do this because I should I do this because mm. like do or die but from a different place and that place may be different for every person right like from a place of love from a place of compassion from a place of peace from a place of courage from a place of impact like many different many different things yeah i like that that's a good clarification well Um, how would a listener connect with you juanita if they would like to so i you can find me on my website it's jumpcoaching.co uh, and there too, you can subscribe to Jumpstart. So Jumpstart is a bi-weekly newsletter and there I share insights, stories, things around business, leadership, life, resources, like books that I'm reading, podcasts that I'm listening to, and things that I'm learning from my own life or my clients or people I work with. I think so much of, for me personally, so much of what I learn, I learn better through stories and through other people's stories and experiences. And so so much of that connecting and connecting people, connecting stories, connecting resources that is important to me. That happens a lot through Jumpstart. So you can go to jumpcoaching.co slash jumpstart and you can subscribe there. I'm actually doing that right now. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to, to get that <laughs> when it comes out. Is there anything before we head out that you you wish I would have asked you? No, I think. I got to share a lot of the things that are important to me. No, I think I got to share a lot of what is important to me, actually. Thank you. Well, you know, if there's anything else that you're ever really excited about and you want to come on and tell people about it, you you just let me know, okay? (laughs) Oh, I definitely will. I will take that opportunity for sure. And I just have fun talking to you and I'm I'm glad that we could do this and glad that we can meet at Edge Coffee sort of things. I'm sure I'll see you around sometime. Are you going to be at EdgeX? 
Yeah, yeah. I was thinking maybe that's the only thing I didn't talk about much, but like, yeah, Edge is also another place where I get to, honestly, I get to play, partnering with other people, working on leadership, going to events. We have EJEX, we have tomorrow a conversation called Real Leaders, Real Stories. So a lot of cool things happening there too that, uh, yeah, that I'm excited about. And listener, if you're not familiar with Edge, you can listen to my episode with Kristen Campbell and learn a little bit more about Edge mentoring. It's not just an Indianapolis thing. It's something that you can participate in wherever you are. So that is another fantastic resource and something that Juanita is participating in edge at work specifically or different programs within edge that you can do so well well thank you and thank you listeners as well and join us next time we're going to continue to help you get unstuck so you can start creating your future